you know, that's the only advice I can give is just believe in yourself. Um, you know, find what, what makes you happy and do it. Live where you want to live, do what you want to do, and surround yourself with people that are going to always be a positive influence in your life. Hello and welcome to Love as a Business Strategy, a podcast that brings humanity to the workplace. We're here to talk about business, but we want to tackle topics that most business leaders tend to shy away from. We believe that humanity and love should be at the center of every successful business. I'm your host, Jeff Ma, and as always, I'm here to have conversations with real people and hear real stories around business. And my guest today is Paul Barron, who's currently the founder and CEO of The Wall Printer. However, Paul's resume contains a little bit of just about everything from B2B to B2C, retail, manufacturing, distribution, franchising, you name it. And he's also worked with in just about every position from the ground level up to the executive office. He's founded startups, sold businesses, and done everything in between. I'm excited to learn from you. Welcome to the show, Paul. How are you? I'm good, Jeff. Thanks so much for having me and introducing me to your audience. I hope everybody enjoys uh, what they hear or at least take away from nobody will know less than when they started, I'm sure. <laughs> Yeah, did I miss anything in your intro? There's so much going on. You've done so much. Uh, what's your, I guess, what's your proudest moment? Give me your, give me kind of your, your biggest feather in your cap. You mean besides, besides talking to you, Jeff? Um, oh my goodness, be, come on. Would be, I'd be hard pressed to find a, a particular <laughs> moment. But uh, suffice to say that, uh, and thank you for the introduction. Um, I mean, yes, I, I, I've done pretty much what you described um, and probably and then some. Um, I'm 70 years old, so I won't bore your audience with Paul was born at a very young age and start back that far. Um, but uh, I have been involved in businesses, not only of my own creation, uh, but also businesses that um, I have worked for in various capacity. Um, I've learned over the years the things I like to do, the things I don't like to do. If I had to look back and just say what's the most, most joyful or uh, the moments and activities or milestones that I'm most proud of. Um, it's really an ongoing thread of the relationships I've built in this whole journey. I think that's what it's really all about, whether you want to talk life or you want to talk business, um, personal or otherwise. Uh, I think it's all about the relationships. Um, the good ones are going to carry you. They're going to be there as resources to you. Um, you may not understand today when you meet somebody what value that person may have for you at some point in your future. Um, but like the expression says, you know, it, it doesn't make any sense, um, nor is it to anybody's benefit to burn bridges along the way. And uh, I guess they, they say, you know, be careful, you know, who you see on the way up because they're going to be the same people you see on the way down. And uh, hmm. entrepreneurship in the business journey is just that, a lot of ups and downs. I've had quite a few successes, maybe more than I deserve over the years, um, but I've also had what I like to call lesser successes or learning experiences, um, as opposed to just tagging um, financial um, losses um, to something that people might describe as a business failure. Um, I have had those, but I don't look at anything other than just another step in the journey. Well said. And I think that's exactly what I was really most excited about having you on the show about today. I think um, you know, seeing all the experience across 
so many different things you've done. I mean, you know, retail, restaurants, in all the other industries, you know, that you've you've touched. It just goes on and on. I I've I'm always excited to hear, and you've already started it. You've said relationships, but I've also I'm just I have my, you know, I have my theories around the the common thread through these things and what relationships look like and what, you know, across all these different experiences you've you've seen and heard. And I'm just excited to kind of kind of kind of gain that wisdom from you today. So definitely appreciate you, you know, taking the time to come come share with us. And I'm I'm ready to dive in. Well, I don't know if it's wisdom that you're that you're going to get, but um, but I appreciate that. And and again, it's it's you know, it is all about uh, as far as I'm concerned, relationships that come along the way that mold you, that direct you, um, that causes you to pivot. You know, I think all the experiences I've had in part, you know, my journey is not for everybody. Um, I've always been willing to take a risk on things. I've always um, tried to find out when I wake up each day what Paul wants to do when he grows up. Um, and so uh, trying to answer that question sometimes has allowed me to uh, be with a particular company, product or service um, or educational path, um, you know, for many, many years. Sometimes it doesn't last that long. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I'm, I'm in my 70s now. Um, I don't have a lot of these runs left in me. I've retired several times over the years, but I always get wake up and I find something and I get excited about it. And I want to either learn more first. That's usually where it starts. Is why don't I learn about something that I didn't know about? And then if it takes me in the way that I can see where I can add value where it doesn't exist and I can find other people who have a problem that I can solve with this product or service, um, then I might very well pursue it as a business. And that's pretty much what's carried me through. Have you, have you always kind of like from the very beginning kind of felt the way you do about trying new things and, and, and just taking risks, or is that something that kind of built with you as you, as you went through your career? That's a great question, Jeff. And I'm not sure whether it's something that came from within or came from the external forces working at me. Um, again, I promise not to go too far back in my, in my chronology, um, but my first job was a high school math teacher. Um, I always, I loved math. That's what I got my degree in undergraduate, went for a master's, didn't get it um, because I got sidetracked in the business world. Um, but uh, mathematics and computers, early on in my life um, was something that I always really enjoyed. Um, and math is just a great subject and a great foundation for really anything. My wife is a musician, um, a wonderful pianist. There's math and music, there's math everywhere. And so it really doesn't matter what you do. And, and I felt the same way, but I really enjoyed um, mathematics. So my first job out of college was a high school math teacher. Um, I'd probably be teaching to this day if it wasn't for those external forces. Um, and what I mean by that is um, I love teaching. I love the kids. Um, I like I like that interaction and the energy that the young people at the time I was young myself right out of college. Um, and, and I thrived in that energetic wanting to learn more environment. And uh, and as I mentioned, I'd probably still be doing it to you know, I would still be doing it today if it wasn't for um, other teachers, administration, rules and regulations. I've always been one that's been very difficult um, around authority and around um, control. Um, and so, uh, so that's had a very large part in my, I don't know whether you call it a need or taking the advantage of opportunities to pivot. So 
parallel to my first job as a teacher, I was um, I was a captain of my college tennis team. Um, love the sport, still play it today. Uh, I can still play. Fortunately, my body is held up, and I can still play singles as well as doubles uh, today, and uh, do it regularly. And it's always been a part of my life from an athletic pursuit. And what I found, uh, I put myself through college stringing tennis rackets for the university, this athletic department. And I, I made some friends, and, and one of which was out of work at the time that I started my career as a math teacher. And, and in the town we had our college experience, there was no sporting goods store at the time, um, and certainly no shop for tennis. And there was a very large tennis community there. So I said, why don't we go ahead and open up a tennis shop? And, and the idea was for him to work at me. I was just going to um, be some of the guidance and maybe get involved with the supply chain and all of that kind of stuff. And I strung tennis rackets. That was going to be my, my contribution um, to the retail aspect of the store. Um, but we started the store. Um, and one store became two stores, became three stores. And uh, in various uh, uh, communities nearby and in, inside some indoor tennis centers that were in upstate New York. Um, and I really got hooked on the business aspect of everything from that supply chain, buying, selling, and more so the interaction with the customers. And it got to the point after three years of teaching, I had to make a decision. Um, and that decision was kind of forced upon me by the powers that be. They said, Paul, we like you. You're a great teacher. Um, tenure is available to you if you want it. But it looks like you're going to have to get rid of your outside interests because they're consuming a lot of my time and energy, which they were. And I wasn't devoting 120 percent as most teachers who I respect greatly do for their students. Um, and so I made a decision and I quit teaching cold turkey and went to into the business world and grew those stores to the point that then I sold them to my partner and went on to other things, which then led to the path I'm still on today. Um, but uh, but that's that's what got me going. And that was the. Um, you know, the risk taking factor, you know, did I take a, a risk at that time? I didn't think it was a big risk because the stores were established by that point, three years into it, um, when I decided to quit teaching and go into that. But then over the years, I would take on other positions, either with companies, learn something, see how things were done, see how things I could do better or things that I would have my ideas that maybe my ideas were accepted. Sometimes they weren't accepted. And I always wanted that kind of con control. At the same time, I also learned what I like to do and what I didn't like to do. By opening businesses and doing things, I learned, uh, you know, the restaurant business was a good example. I had a very successful restaurant in New York for about 12 years. Uh, founded that in 1979. Very proud to say it's still open today, um, 43 years later. Um, and uh, very unusual in the, that business. Um, but uh, it's been sold several times, but it's still the same restaurant we founded, me and my partner. And the menu we created, it's still there intact today. Um, so very proud of that accomplishment. But the reason I bring that one up is that it showed me a lot of different aspects to business, not only the buying of the, the goods we needed, whether it be um, furniture, um, utensils, food, beverage, whatever. Um, and then there was managing the people. There was scheduling. There was the, uh, the cooking. There was the spoilage and the waste and cost controls. And there was the growth that we achieved and what we were going to do to manage that growth um, and, uh, and handle that um, and still have a very good reputation while doing it um, and not sacrificing anything. So all of these aspects came out in those 12 years from 79 to about 91 before I sold out of that business. And, and one of the hats I learned, I really liked the people interaction. I liked 
um, dealing with the people. Um, whereas my partner was wonderful managing the, um, the employees and uh, some other aspects of the business. Um, but I like dealing with the customers. I like that interaction. And, and that really focused me on the whole sales and marketing aspect of growing that business and other ventures that I took after that. Um, whether I started them or worked for others, I, I would gravitate to the sales and marketing roles. Um, you know, people have said to me a, a lot of times or asked the question, um, you know, what makes a great CEO? What makes a great leader in a company? Um, I've learned over the years that the best CEOs or exec executives of a business in any capacity are those that are smart enough to hire the best people that can do the job and then wise enough to back off and just let them do it. Um, mm. And I learned all the aspects I didn't like to handle and like to do and found good people. I've been very blessed in that regard. Uh, my business today, the wall printer, I built that from scratch to about 15 people today. Um, we put 90 new businesses in place um, throughout North and South America, um, selling vertical printing machines for people to deliver artwork onto walls. And I'm very blessed to have a team that not only cooperates with one another, but that supports me and supports the business in its growth path. And, uh, and that's the most important thing. You know, again, it goes all goes back to the relationships you build and the relationships you nurture over your time, whether you're working for somebody or whether you're trying to build something yourself. Amazing. What, I mean, can we dive into relationships a little bit more? I mean, you definitely make, you know, a, a compelling case for it in these, in this, in this broad spectrum of, you know, people coming, coming and going through your life and people who support each other. Do you have any, I guess, stories or examples of, of specific relationships or things that have changed the way you look at relationships to get here? Well, the short answer is yes. And apologies to you and your audience. I rarely give short answers to anything. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, um, but you can see, I don't know, are you having video with this broadcast? There, so, there is video. Not everybody's on it, but we can describe it for them. Well, there's a picture behind me in my home office where I'm talking to you from now. And you can see that that's actually a wall printing from my new company um, and the machines that we offer that put vertical um, images that print vertically onto walls. This particular image I'm focusing you on is a group of eight couples. Um, and that's a two-dimensional picture. That's actually a picture of a frame on a picture on canvas that we printed. And so... I gave that, I printed eight of those and gave them to these eight couples last year for Christmas presents um, as, a, as a work product for my new business, as well as um, honoring the relationships that we have formed. Two of those people in that picture of the 14 or 16 that are there are people that I've known since the time literally I was born, 70 years. Um, others are all from my college years. So I know them for 50 years now plus. And these are eight couples that get together every either individually with one another, maybe two, three at a time, whenever we happen to be in the, in the same cities we are nowadays. Um, but we're getting together just coincidentally next week for the first time in 15 years, all eight couples are getting together um, up in the Berkshires in Massachusetts to have a kind of a big chill weekend. I hope I'm not dating myself by saying big chill to your audience. Um, <laughs> just a, a, a reunion of sorts, if you will. Um, uh, and, uh, and it speaks to the relationships I've forged over the years with these people in my personal life. However, they've all entered into it in my business life as well. One of those people, one that I know from birth, um, works for me today. 
um, as my communications marketing manager. He retired from a career in communications and marketing, and I enlisted him when I started this business to help out a little bit. In fact, he's the one who arranged this podcast for us. Um, and that's his role is to do some of that type of communications work. Um, the rest of them have had some impact on my business life throughout the years, sometimes loaning me money, sometimes just being there as a friendly ear. Um, I've made money. I've lost money for people. Um, I've never had to lose a night's sleep over the fact, nor have they, over the, over the opportunity that either I presented that warranted investment in me or in um, a business, whether it be from a financial or personal level. Um, I can honestly say that as of today, um, I am not in debt to anybody and everybody has been paid back plus some. Um, so that makes me very happy um, to be able to do that. But even if that wasn't the case, um, there are people that are in that picture that have loaned me tens of thousands of dollars to get businesses going. Or when I just, um, in, in the course of growing a business, as most entrepreneurs know, sometimes it's hard to even put gas in the car, car or food on the table. Um, and when you have days like this, it's nice to know that there are people there to offer some type of support. Um, and again, sometimes emotional, sometimes business uh, direction, sometimes financial. Um, and again, I've been blessed in all those areas. And these relationships have been with me for, as I said, 70 years. And <clears throat> nothing uh, can possibly replace that. And, not, and nothing contributes more to the successes I've had over the years than the opportunity to continue to nurture these threads. And I won't say that it's all been one way. Um, I too have helped and at least counseled or been there for them, whether we're talking about personal, financial or health issues over the years. Um, and, uh, and it gives me great pleasure just to look back and talk about them in this way. Amazing. I, you mentioned something in there about hardships, I guess. And I, I feel like the, the picture, the journey you've painted for us so far has a lot of ups and downs. Uh, can you talk about some of the low points? Just for that, to me, I think that's a, the context behind asking about it is that I feel like a lot of, of our humanity and our, and our kind of ability to be resilient comes from the points that uh, where we almost give up or the points where it's 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 a bit too much do you have those those moments in your mind there's no question that in my experiences and in my path um there have been moments of both financial and personal um pause um and um i am very Again, I just go back to whether it be my wife of 30 years um, or these relationships I've described to you um, that have helped me through a lot of that areas. But I've also I've also had a lot of confidence in myself. Um, you know, I'm, I don't I don't mean to sound pretentious when I say that, but I've always been very self-reliant. I've always been not only willing to take a risk, but I've always had the confidence that if I took that risk, I could make it successful. That didn't always work. But I've always felt that I could do that. And maybe there are some extenuating circumstances. Some have been self-inflicted wounds. Maybe I misread a market. That 12 years of restaurant success I had in New York, where I built up a restaurant and, and did very well financially and learned a great business. I then relocated myself to Florida uh, because my parents had retired and moved down there and I play tennis. And so I thought that would be great from New York going down to Florida. I was traveling down there a lot to be with them anyway. And they were getting on in years. 
So I sold out my restaurant interest to my partner. I moved to Florida and decided to open up a, a carbon copy of that restaurant in Florida. Well, I didn't do my market research too well. Um, I didn't understand the audience. It wasn't exactly the same as what I had in New York. Um, the seasonal crowd of South Florida um, is not something I was um, prepared for. And again, that was my own fault. Um, but what I made in 12 years in New York, I lost in one year in Florida. Um, that was a financial low point, if you will. Um, I went through bankruptcy after that. I also had a partner, which I, I like partnerships. I'm very much in favor of partnerships, even though I, I, I only have a very minor partner today in my business. But over the years, I've always liked the sounding board that somebody else gave me. You know, we all don't know what we don't know. And sometimes um, a partner is good. Sometimes that may warrant equity. Sometimes it may warrant, you know, salary compensation. Sometimes just a friendly person who you respect as a mentor um, that can help you. Um, but partnerships were always in, in always served me well over the years. Not so much when I moved to Florida and opened up a restaurant. Not only was the marketing issues self-inflicted, um, but then the partnership issues were also um, not um, not optimal um, for the continuation of this business when it looked like financially it was not going to succeed. And so, um, so I was kind of left holding the bag, if you will, and I took the hit on a lot of the financial um, losses and taxes and other things that were due. Um, and I was forced into bankruptcy from that experience. Um, but that was that was uh, 35, 40 years ago. Um, and so now, um, you know, now my credit is, you know, 800 score and um, back in, back in, in the fold. And, you know, I'm, I'm responding and turning down people who want to throw money at me every day for my business. So these ups and downs are going to accompany you, anyone, um, if you're willing to, to go that route and, and invest in yourself and in others and in some kind of a business concept, service, product, whatever. You're going to experience those, um, those moments of success and you're going, to, you're going to experience more often the moments of, should I really have done this? Um, should I put myself at risk? Again, I've been very fortunate that I've had a wife. We don't have children. My life might be very different. My children are four-legged types. I can see here also in another wall printing behind me, my dogs. Um, yeah. So we have four-legged children. So maybe I don't have the responsibilities over the years that a lot of people have. And I totally respect people who have to work for, who have to or enjoy, hopefully, or just based on circumstances, work for a business for 20, 30, 40 years. I have a lot of respect, not only for the businesses that maintain somebody who works for them for that long a period of time, um, but also the people who are willing to be in a, in a role that gives them hopefully some fulfillment beyond just the financial paycheck um, by getting up in the morning and going to work at, at somebody else's business and not their own. Um, but it's not for everybody. And uh, it, it was never for me. Um, I, I really wanted, I wanted to, to live through those highs and lows and have nobody to blame but myself. Uh, whether, you know, even in the bankruptcy situation that I talked about of 35, 40 years ago, whenever that was, um, it, it's, it's my fault. Not, I can't point the blame at the partner or the blame at the, at the market um, that didn't support the success I envisioned. Um, you know, it's all on me. Um, but I was willing not to, you know, um, be depressed about it. Um, you know, I'm not going to say that I was never sad about it and, and unhappy that it wasn't a financial success and didn't grow like some of my other businesses. Um, but my very honestly, Jeff, my response at the end of the day was always, 
okay, Paul, what's next? And then I'd start looking for what's next and, and seeing what could get that energy flowing again, get that confidence building again, and come up with another product service or go work for somebody until I regrouped and then found my path again. And, uh, you know, all of that has contributed to lead me to today. I like to think yeah. that this current business is my last hurrah, Jeff, um, you know, mainly because of my age and also because I love this business so much. And I've, I've already experienced so much success for myself and others. Um, I've built a great team. They're, they're wonderful together and supportive of me and our customers. And we put, as I mentioned earlier, 90 new businesses in place. My goal is to have about 500 of these over the next maybe five to 10 years, which is about my limit um, if, I'm, if I'm around that long to enjoy it. Um, but, um, yeah, that's, those are the ups and downs. And I'm sure there are a lot more that I haven't, uh, I haven't, uh, specifically referenced. And Paul, your, your experience, I feel like speaks to me. And I think many people who, you know, whether it's just the global pandemic that we've all gone through, but also just in every life, there are these challenges and moments that really make you question you know, what you're doing, what you want to do and hearing your kind of story of resilience and just kind of being reminded that, you know, life goes on and we, we have to move on. We have to find the next big thing. And there's, there's, there's always something else to move forward to, I think is a really good reminder. I think it's a very inspirational, um, you know, helpful perspective. Well, I, I hope so. Um, and I'll bring it I'll bring it down right to my current business and, and how I got to this particular place at this particular time. Um, I wasn't the smartest kid on the block, let's say, when I discovered this vertical printing machine that was something I'd never seen or heard about before. I was actually approached by another company, a competitor of mine now, um, that approached me and said they wanted me to go ahead and market their product um, to the North America and help their business grow because that, that's what I've done over the years. Um, I've taken a Russian technology company. I've taken um, uh, and introduced it to their audiences in the United States. Um, I took a um, Chinese headband headphone, an Austrian uh, manufactured baby bottle, um, a self-service dog wash system from Australia. Um, these are products that I've marketed here in the United States. And I've done that for the past four decades, ever since I got out of the restaurant business and got into some other things. Um, I developed this reputation, if you will, of being able to take a product and identifying the customers, partners, strategic um, people to help a business grow, exit, find the resources they needed here in the United States to be successful with our audiences in the United States versus the manufacturers' audiences in their home countries. So when I found this product, I was approached by a competitor and they showed me the product. They wanted me to work for them. I wasn't working for anybody anymore. If I couldn't own the product and control it, I wasn't interested, so I passed on it. But I got off the phone with them after several calls, and I said, that was a really cool product. I never saw it before. I think of myself as a consumer as much as anybody else. And if I see something that I've never seen before, I kind of wonder why. And I did my homework, same homework that all of my customers do today. I found out that there are only a handful, literally five manufacturers of these types of machines. And they were all overseas from the United States. Uh, there was one in Germany, one in um, Australia, one in India, two in, in China. And I started kicking the tires of all these to try to learn more about the product because I thought it was so cool, uh, a, a vertical printing machine that could print any kind of artwork on any wall, indoors, outdoors. Um, it was just a fascinating machine to me. Um, so I'll fast forward a little bit because I won't bore your audience with the whole journey. But this was after about two years of research in November of 2019, 
um, I concluded a deal, an agreement with a Chinese manufacturer um, where I actually became a co-owner of several patents uh, with them, which is unusual for an American company to co-own patents with a Chinese manufacturer. Um, but I have that. Um, that's another story for another drink over another time. Um, but um, needless to say, um, I, I, I entered into an agreement with this company and I acquired the rights, purchased the rights for all of the Western Hemisphere. Uh, so I own all of Canada, the United States, South America, the Caribbean. And this was in November of 2019 when the deal finished. And I got my first shipment of machines in December of 2019. Well, we all know in January of 2020, basically the world stopped. So uh, with COVID and nobody was traveling, people were being either laid off or working virtually, remotely, and everybody um, and, and the world just was changing right then and there. And it still is. And um, and no disrespect intended at all to um, and my prayers with all those families of the million plus that were lost here in the United States through this disease and the pandemic. Um, but it also opened up opportunities. And whereas my wife was a little bit skeptical of what I had just done in terms of investing in this business, um, because usually when I say to her, hey, honey, come take a look at this machine I just found out about, instead of coming into my office where we are now and looking at what I'm talking about, she usually cuts up my credit cards and hides the bank account from it. Because <laughs> she, thinks, she thinks, here we go, we're going to close, going to invest in something crazy again. And so this time she was all in though. But I got my first shipment of machines in, in December of 2020, as I mentioned. So rather than cry over the fact that the world is stopping and nobody can come and come to Wilmington, North Carolina, to the wall printer's office and see these machines in action, and everything arrived, of course, in Chinese language and, um, and parts and everything else. This was a machine I was trying to figure out myself, um, but I was all in. So this goes to the risk-taking aspect, I guess, or the foolishness that maybe I have. Um, where everybody was laying people off, I started hiring. And I started hiring people to learn how to use the machines and how to market it and how to find who wants to be in business with these machines, building up my social media channels and everything else and hiring people to do all of that and things that I don't do very well. And so I learned that people working remotely was a really good thing. People being laid off for me was a good thing because they were questioning their lives. They were questioning, what do I wanna do when I grow up? Do I wanna go back to work for this company? Do I wanna look at a business of my own now? So we really benefited by that whole experience in 2020, most of 2020 where people were challenged, um, hopefully not by the health aspects of the pandemic, but by the personal aspects where they were forced to rethink their lives and their careers and their futures and what's best for their families. And we were there with a solution. It was a business opportunity for people, something new. Again, you'd have to be somebody willing to take a risk. I say this to everybody I talk to every day who wants to be in the wall printing business, good news and bad news. If you wanna be the wall printer in Des Moines, Iowa, you're gonna be the first one to do that. The bad news is you're gonna be the first one to do that. So you're gonna to have to let somebody know what this is all about and go through the same kind of marketing and introduction that I went through in terms of introducing this business opportunity to people. So um, so now fast forward two years, you know, we've got 90 new businesses that we've created um, all on their way to hopefully financial and personal success and growth. And uh, nothing gives me more pleasure than what's going on right now with my business and the team I continually to continue to build. So, so yeah, you know, everything presents us with challenges. Um, back in 2020, did I have days that I was questioning what the heck did I just do invest in this in this kind of product? And now there's nobody who can come see it or try it 
And it wasn't like a Dunkin' Donuts or a coffee shop or a plumbing business or a pest control business that people could see all around them. Nobody knew what this was. So, so far, so good. <laughs> well, congratulations. That sounds amazing. I, I guess to close out, I have, I guess, one last question. Um, having had all these different experiences, these ups and downs, the different people who've been in your life, all these learnings, um, you know, that's not, like you said, for everyone. Not everybody does things that way. Not everybody's going to get the opportunity to learn the way you've learned and experience what you've experienced. Um, so what is something that you've learned that you could share um, that you think would, would be helpful to all these people who aren't able to work, uh, open a restaurant and, 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 and succeed, but also fail and, and have partners that are good and partners that are bad? What's something that people don't get to live that life? So what have you learned that you can pass on that, that you think would be the most valuable to hear? Well, number one, I will take exception with the fact that um, that people cannot do this or anybody cannot do this. Um, you just have to be open. So if, you, if I answer your question, it would be be open to the opportunities, be open to the possibilities, you know, find your passion. If your passion isn't taking a risk, that's fine. You know, I don't like gambling. I don't go to Las Vegas. Uh, I don't go to casinos. You know, that, that hurts me to lose money like that. Um, you know, there's, I'm not, there are certain risks I'm willing to take. Some, and, and believe me, I'm, I've invested a lot more in the businesses I've had and, and succeeded and lost that over the years um, than, than an evening in Las Vegas rolling the dice. Um, but at the same time, um, you have to find your passion. You know, if your passion is what you do, you may not need a business to do that. You know, you, you may find a company that's, that's giving you the support and the opportunity to grow and be around other smart people, dedicated people who you can learn from or who can learn from you. And that's an environment that's suitable and beneficial to, to most people, actually. Um, so, you know, the people who want to take a risk and do something on their own and create something, you know, they're in the minority and, uh, and, and God bless them for, for trying to do it. But, um, and I'm happy with, you know, where I am today, but that's not to say it's for everybody. And so, you know, if there's any piece of advice that I could give, um, if you want to call it advice, it's just find what gets you up in the morning and makes you want to go do it. You know, if all I wanted to do was play tennis and there was a time in my in my early career, like most people who are into sports or something think they're the best and they, they could really be good. You know, I, I realized early on that wasn't the case with me, but some people thought otherwise. And they said, you know, you should just dedicate your life to it. Well, if I went ahead and did that and didn't go get a teaching job and, and tried instead to just go on the pro tennis circuit, would I have made it? Definitely not. Um, but uh, for various reasons, not the least of which was my tennis ability, um, but also the mindset you have to have to be a pro in any sport. You know, you have to have a level of confidence beyond the ability. You know, you watch a tennis match or you watch, you know, Michael Phelps swim or, you know, basketball players, baseball players, football players, soccer, whatever. You know, it's not just there are lots of people who are really great at what they can do. But the mental aspect of really believing in yourself, you know, that's the only advice I can give is just believe in yourself. Um, you know, find what what makes you happy and do it. Live where you want to live, do what you want to do and surround yourself with people that are going to always be a positive influence in your life. If somebody is going to introduce any negativity, even if they're right, okay, there's a difference between counseling somebody and negating everything you, you are dreaming about or want to try to accomplish. Um, stay away from negativity. 
you know, build it yourself and build it by the people you surround yourself with. That's my best advice to anybody. And that's, and that's advice I've taken for 70 years. So take that for what it's worth. Awesome. Well, Paul, well said, and thank you for everything you've shared today. Um, how can people get in touch with you or find out more about the wall printer? So, uh, I, you know, I, I never want these things to be any kind of a sales kind of thing. I'm happy to talk with you, Jeff, and your audience and whatever you can get out of it, get out of it. Um, but if people want to learn about the wall printer, that's easy. Go to thewallprinter.com. Um, 15 seconds on the website and watching a little video will show you everything you need to know about what these machines do. Um, and then if you're actually seriously interested about interested in learning more, you can fill out the contact form and we'll get in touch with you or I'll have a Zoom call with you like this and answer any questions. But I'm also happy to talk to people and, and give back. I'm a mentor at the local university. I sit on the advisory board of the local business school at the University of North Carolina here in Wilmington. Um, I really enjoy those kind of, kinds of interactions. And so if somebody wants to connect with me, go to LinkedIn. Not an advertisement for LinkedIn, but it is an excellent professional network when used properly for these types of connections. And if somebody wants to search for Paul Barron, I'm sure you'll find me. Um, and feel free to reach out and connect. I will connect back to you. And if you want to open up a kind of conversation, happy to do it. Amazing. Paul, thank you for being so generous with your time and with your wisdom today. I really enjoyed the conversation. Jeff, me too. And thank you for letting me share some of it with your audience. I hope somebody gets something out of it. I, I know we will. So. Uh, thank you. Thank you to, the, to you and thank you to the audience as well for, for sticking around and listening and I hope you're in, enjoying um, each weekly episode we put out. And if you haven't checked out the book, please do so available on Amazon, other retailers, and don't forget to subscribe and rate the podcast, tell a friend, all that good stuff, and we'll keep doing what we do. So thank you so much. And we will see everybody next week. Bye.